Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. We are still doing anniversary month. Man, it's, uh, I, you know, I thought about spacing these out to each individual anniversary, and then I thought, nah, I'll just do them all at once. Because, um, you know, it's a little bit more fun that way, I think. And also, I got other stuff I gotta do. Anyway, um, so today, I have returning guest, my good friend, Mr. McBlam himself, Mike Bean. Say hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thanks uh, for having me on, JJ. Of course, man. You know, we it's always so much fun geeking out with you about stuff. And to, <laughs> and today, we ha- we are talking one of the most important comic book movies ever made. We're talking the mm-hmm. first X-Men movie, which is 20 years old, which I... <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> dang, I feel old now. You know, it's like, I, dang. it's like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you think of like, oh, Empire Strikes Back is 40 years old. Sure, that tracks. That movie was old when I was a kid. It's like, mm-hmm. but this movie came out when I was a kid. So now it's like, ah, oh, geez. <laughs> and I say that as I, as I stare at my cholesterol medication, but, <laughs> but you know, hey, it's all good. We're, uh, it's, uh, it's always good to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and how, uh, and we were co- t- talking a little before, uh, uh, before we recorded, uh, that this movie, I mean, the X-Men in general, it's kind of, uh kind of poignant and uh relevant to today um mm-hmm. with everything going on in the world you know as of this recording um with the black lives matter movement and the you know mm-hmm. and kind of the the challenging of authority so to speak um which i think uh comic books are kind of all about anyway you know they're you know i mean you think about heroes like like batman who you know was like bruce wayne was frustrated with you know, that the police weren't getting things done, so he took things into his own hands, you know, and, and who could blame him, you know? Um, yep. And uh, and then the X-Men being just, a, you know, a team of outcasts and people that are shunned by society, but they still uh-huh. rise up and say, you know, well, you may not like us, but we're here to stay and we're going to be, we're going to be the heroes here. Um, uh-huh. Even if That's they're right. going to, even if they're going to be kind of, Reluctant heroes like Wolverine, but hey, you know it's better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let me ask: When, what was your, what's your first experience like with X Men in general? Uh, my first experience actually came from when I was a kid, and I was it was kind of piggybacking off of Spider Man mm-hmm. because I was I was a kid I was going into these comic stores and there was this lady that really told me all about Spider Man and she you know she talked about, you know told me the whole story so I got really into Spider Man and then I would see just like just random characters pop up you know in this comic you know just like wait who's this who's this so I would go and ask her like well, who's this where's she where's he from or mm-hmm. where's she from and she's like oh that's from X Men. And that was like kind of like my first thing was like, you know, getting into a few comics on X-Men. And I was like, oh, kind of digging this. And then getting into obviously the animated series, which really kind of solidified, you know, the X-Men for me. And then um, going back and reading some of probably my favorite comics to this day written by Joss Whedon, but the... Uh, the Astonishing X-Men series. Oh, yeah. And ever since then, yeah, I, I have absolutely, absolutely loved X-Men. So. Yeah, it, um, you know, it's funny to me with, with X-Men. I I remember watching the, the animated series and, and kind of the 
the social justice themes of it went a little bit over my head as a kid. Um, but, um, but I still always really liked the show because, uh, it, you know, it was, it was so much fun to watch and like, there were characters I really got into. Um, and then when they announced, uh, the movie, I just, I was just blown away and I was so excited. And then it was like, cause it was the first time I was old enough to sort of appreciate the fact that like, th this is a movie that is is taking all these things seriously is like as much as i loved like the the batman movies when i was a kid the tim burton and joel schumacher ones it was like those were still in a uh in a fantasy world you know whereas brian singer really he was the first director to kind of say well let's put the let's put these characters in the real world and see how that works um and you know what and i i gotta say for as kind of maybe this is a hot take i sort of prefer that i sort of prefer the x-men in the real world versus kind of a fantasy world you know with you know no disrespect to the cartoon which i still love i i've watched i've rewatched a little bit of it on uh, disney plus um uh -huh. but it's uh i'm just watching you know i rewatched the the first movie again and thinking man like i you know this was sort of a the first movie, you know, leading into Spider-Man and then Batman Begins that said, well, what if we just take all these fantastic things and put them in the real world and see how that works? And then surprisingly, you know, you scrape some of the cheese off of it. It still mm -hmm. works. It's still fantastic yep. storytelling. Yes, exactly. 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 I 100% agree. Um, and that's one of those things like I... The, you kind of have to do that with X-Men yeah. in a sense, you know, because of just of like, you know, you think about the history of, of the world, you mm -hmm. know, our country, the world itself. Like you think about the history of it and, you know, you it's like X-Men works perfectly in that scenario or whatever. Yes. It's like where it's kind of like, all right, this is a little bit of a stretch with with Superman or, you know, or Spider-Man or something like that. This is a little bit of a stretch. You can really like get down and serious with with X-Men and yeah. you can really do some really good storytelling and character growth in there. Well, I think uh, with Brian Singer being, um, you know, I mean, it kind of, you know, boo him now, but <laughs> right, um, right, right. <laughs> he's, he's had some controversy, but him being I think, uh, you know, he's homosexual. He, uh -huh. he could lean into that and go, Oh my gosh, I get this. I understand yeah. this, uh, this feeling of being, you know, shunned by society, by, by your parents, by the media even, you know, or, yeah. you know, <laughs> and the most realistic part of it, I, 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 you know, like I said, rewatching the movie, the scene in, um, uh, in the Senate with, uh, when, uh, Senator Kelly just going, oh, this girl can walk through walls. What's to stop her from walking through a bank vault or the White House or your house? And I was just like, and I just got angry watching it going, oh my God, like, that's real. That is a real thing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People do that. And it was just like, you know, you listen to stuff like that and you listen to people say stuff like, it's like oh, what's to stop them from doing this, this, that, and the other? And you just sit there and just like the same thing that stops everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like you really, like if you want to break into like the bank vault or whatever, you don't need superpowers to do that. People already try to do stuff like that. So it's like you don't need superpowers. It just makes it easier if you have them, but it's like, you know, they, they're still people. 
you know they still have a sense of morality and so it's like it, it is messed up to hear people say stuff like that because you're just like why are you acting like okay they have these powers that are automatically bad right they're automatically thinking the worst thing possible it's like oh, that's not how people work so right and you know it's it's just a. Uh... But it is how some people work. But I really, mm-hmm. I, I've always, um, like, especially with this movie, with Ian McKellen's, like, fantastic performance throughout all the movies he was in, in the X-Men world. Um, but, I mean, he, he, it was, like, kind of the first time, um, I think, in, in fiction, for me at least, I ever watched a villain and thought, I get it. I 100% get what he's doing. I may not uh-huh. agree with him, but I, I get it. And it, you're, you, you almost root for him a little bit. You're like, he's kind of got a point, right? Like, yep. <laughs> just like yep. Senator Kelly yep. is championing for humans, you know, Magneto is championing for, for mutants and saying, you know what, this may not be the, you know, this, this isn't the world that we were supposed to, we're supposed to live in. So I'm going to make it better. Um, uh-huh. And then you have someone like Xavier, who's right in the middle there, um, who's just like, well, you know, why can't we just, you know, like, why can't we be friends, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, like, with 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 Magneto, Magneto's always been, like, you know, that that type of sympathetic villain, Mm -hmm. where it's like, man, it's just like, there's some stuff I'm just like, oh, I really wish you wouldn't do that because i'm like i understand i get where you're coming from and you know you know like i said even you know topical to today it's just like you he he has a he has that moment with uh charles Xavier. It's one of my favorite scenes in in any comic book movie it's like when charles and and magneto first have that first you know charles and i first have that first scene together mm-hmm. and he's like you know He's like, what do you expect me to say? I've heard all of this before, over and over again. He's just like, well, that was, that, you know, where Charles is like, that was a long time ago. And I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, I kind of relate to that a little bit. I'm just like, yeah, like, Dude, that was a long time ago. We, we've changed. We've gotten better or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, <laughs> they've evolved into us. You yeah. know, and he's just like, you know, we are the future of this, uh, of, you know, of humanity, not them. Mm-hmm. So that's where he's, that's where Xavier's kind of coming from. And you see like that, like, okay, you keep hearing the same, same stuff over and over again, yet from his perspective, nothing's changed. Yeah. You know, we're still, we're still outcasts. We're still looked at upon as, as bad people and everything. And whereas Charles is, you know, trying to say like, Hey man, there's, there's, there's still hope, but there's still a lot of change. Look at, look how much humanity has evolved. You know, so it's like yeah. two sides of the of the same argument where it's just like, all right, yeah, they've changed, but look where we still are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like whereas like, well, yes, we've changed, but we that means they can whereas Charles is like, Yes, we've changed, that means they can change more. They can be better. Right. So it's kinda like two sides of the same two sides of the same coin almost. So Yeah, for sure. Um and it's you know, and I love that scene too, because um you know, the, the, one of the things this movie does really, really well is it it puts you, it, it it doesn't really give you much prep time. It just kind of throws you into the world. It's like here we are, uh-huh. and and right away, and and you know, and you got to credit Ian McKellen, and Patrick Stewart. They sell that scene because you just look at it going, I feel the history with these guys. You know, yep. I 
So I don't need to know what they're talking about. I don't need to know what happened in the past. All you need to know is that something happened and they're looking at each other like, okay, look, you know, you stay out of my way, I'll stay out of your way and, you know, kind of a thing. And it's, and it's really exciting in, in that sense. And, and again, rewatching it thinking like, you know, unfortunately now it's like I have all the prequel movies in my head, but, <laughs> um, but, but I could still, yeah, I was, I was thinking but, the same thing, but that, you know, like the world building that that's, that's the, like the signature of good, of good dialogue, you mm-hmm. know, good script writing is that you could build the world, you know, just like you throw, like you say, thrust them into a situation, but you can still build the world and understand, okay, there's history here, there's a past, there's 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 stuff, you know, that's been going on and everything like that. So you kind of get it, you understand, mm-hmm. you see where they're, where, where, where everything is currently, and you kind of get a gist of what's happened in the past. And that way you can take, because there's a lot of characters in here, like no right. doubt, there's a lot of characters in here. Uh, you have main ones, but it's just like, this was, this was really one of the first ones that really did an an ensemble cast right you know like a lot of a lot of credit goes to guardians of the galaxy avengers and i'm like well you kind of forget about x-men here it's like they they did it first you know well so. what what helps with that was that they were all for the most part with the exception of like patrick stewart ian mckellen who'd been around for a long time you know those mm-hmm. most of those actors were brand new like you know who had heard of hugh jackman before this movie you know like I think right. he'd done some stuff maybe like in Australia, um, like bit parts here and there. Like I remember James Marsden was on some TV shows, um, but with most of those actors, probably the the most famous of them was Halle Berry. But even then, not mu- not that famous. Um, right. But it's like you know, let's let's put these kind of up and comers together. That way, they you know, th- there's no spotlight. You know what I mean? Like so, it's not like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, or, I'm sorry, um, excuse me, uh, X-Men starring Russell Crowe, you know? <laughs> right, then right, it's like, well, right, right. Well, then it becomes the Russell yeah. Crowe movie. Um, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, someone else, uh, someone else in my circle was kind of talking to the, talking the same thing. It's like, it's usually good when you cast, um, the people that are usually either, you know, supporting actors or unknowns in general, because it's like, you get, more immersed in the film it's like you don't like and i I understand it's just like a lot of people were just like oh ben affleck is batman it's like you see ben affleck you they were worried about seeing ben affleck and not batman right so that was one of the one of the issues because he's a big name so like you kind of tone down the names a bit you know i think like your your pull was probably going to be patrick stewart because like you know most of us nerds know patrick stewart (laughs) right yeah Yeah, so I was like, okay, you got some big pulls here. You got Halle Berry in here. You know, you got Fam K Jansen from the the Bond movie. Oh, well, the Bond movie was probably after that, but like, oh, her, but, hers know, was you first. Got some, you got some names in here, but it's like, all right, it's enough to get your attention, but it's not going to pull you out of the out of the out of the movie, like you said, like you know, just Russell, you know, X Men starring Russell Crowe or something, you know. Yeah, if it had been like Russell Crowe, then it's like, well, then it becomes a movie about Russell Crowe because it's like like that Robin Hood movie he did. It's like, well, it's like, you know, I have a harder time getting into that because it's Russell Crowe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard for me to separate that. I mean, not that Robin Hood's like as big as like the X-Men as much as Hollywood likes to think he is. Because <laughs> they keep trying to make Robin Hood movies. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's great to have that because you need to have that ensemble because that's what the X-Men's always been. Like, like literally the first comic was... Um, the five 
the five main X-Men, Xavier and Magneto. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's always been an ensemble. It didn't start with like, you know, oh, it was Wolverine and then it evolved from there. It's like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. It it started with this group of students and then it grew exponentially, you know, um, now there's like, everybody has a favorite mutant, you know, whether it's Wolverine, Deadpool, you know, some of the more recent ones, like, uh, like Bendis created a bunch of really weird ones when he was on (laughs) X-Men, um, And even um, in Joss Whedon, that story you were talking about, uh, which I really, really liked, um, you know, I, I, I'm i blanking on their names, but, you know, there were a couple of new characters in that one, too, because um, uh-huh. it seems like that's sort of your rite of passage. If you're going to be in, doing X-Men, you got to create new characters. Um, uh-huh. And that's sort of that was sort of the issue with the movies, I thought, a little bit like there's so many characters that you have to keep introducing new characters into the movies. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But, uh, uh-huh. and, and they had varying degrees of success with all that. Um, but, uh, I don't know, the, the core of these movies, and it definitely started with this one, was that relationship with Xavier and Magneto and their, you know, viewing differences in opinions on uh-huh. the mutant and human relationship. Uh-huh. And uh uh-huh. and it's it's really you Damn. know, it's it's really compelling to watch and you know, they the scenes that they have together, I mean they're golden, even now, like twenty years yes. later, I'm rewatching them going, Man, like this is still powerful to me. Um uh-huh. like in that and it's like you have <laughs> Magneto in this like kind of you know, like outlandish costume, so to speak, but it's at the same time like Ian McKellen is just selling it so much that you're like I'm in a hundred percent. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That that was a that was a. I know some people were were really not a fan of some of like of the costume, especially that they went with the black. You yeah. know, and I was just like, well, you know, I, and they do that do little ribbing thing. It was just like, what do you expect? Yellow spandex or yeah. whatever. And I was just <laughs> like, okay, that's funny. That's 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 fine. And everything. And then, um, whereas nowadays, it's like. I think it was one of those things like you have to like it has to be something that's that's you know at least current with the times in a sense or whatever because like X Men was one of those like it, it, well it is one of the revolutionary comic book films or whatever because yeah. it's like it except for like one of the few that that really took itself seriously mm-hmm. and you're introducing this to an audience. So you can kind of like, you know, to a new audience that, that may not be into the comics or whatever, they might just be like, oh, X-Men, oh, let's see what this is all about and everything. Mm-hmm. And you probably don't want to just, you don't want to like, you know, you see the bright color costumes and stuff like that. It's like, okay, this is a bit much for me. I, I'm not into this or whatever. Whereas, you know, the, the costumes that they had, I'm like, all right, they're coming out mostly at night. You know, like wearing black kind of makes sense in that regard or whatever. And this is like, okay. Yeah. Um, like the leather was very 2000s. I'm not even going to lie about that. The leather was very 2000s, you know, because yes. that's around Matrix time and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah. you know, even still, it's like, okay, you had to kind of bring a new audience into this and have there be some, some form of believability so that when, um, you know, when you do have movies like, you know, Avengers and stuff like that, it's like, okay, you can be bright and colorful. It's like, okay, I'm into this now because this is what really kind of started it. If it didn't kick off at this moment, you know, if this movie failed, we wouldn't have anything else, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, at I, least not 
not not in the, not in the, the capacity that we have it now. Well, you know, and and I always thought it it makes sense for them to wear at the very least matching uniforms because they are a team. So right. you know, so that that right. makes sense. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like the army. They're not all wearing different costumes. You know, they're all wearing camouflage. You know, it's like, right. like th- this is a team going out doing missions together. It makes sense that they're all wearing, um, that they're wearing the, the same kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. so there's, so there's some practicality to that. And, and it's funny you say it's very 2000s and it definitely is, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I never well, really, was just, what's that? I, I said, I never really thought anything of it. I was like, yeah, I, I like him. I, I dig it. You know, uh-huh. um, it's, uh, but it's, it's interesting thinking like, um, uh, I'm sure you've seen the, the one deleted scene from, uh, the Wolverine where he has the the box that has his like costume in it. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I see so many people on, on Twitter nowadays that are like, you know, Oh, it sucks that Hugh Jackman never wore this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, y'all, if Hugh Jackman didn't wear that, that leather suit, if he wore that in the first movie, I guarantee you, we would not be where we are today with like yeah. <laughs> Captain America and Spider-Man and all these, mo- all these movies that kind of, they, they ran or they walked so we could run. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. It, it exactly. Took... That's a perfect way to put it. It's like you, you walk so you can, you start off walking and then you can take off with it. So well, it took like eight movies before studios were comfortable with like Batman wearing black and gray, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it was like, Oh no, Batman was in an all black costume wearing the comic books were used to him wearing the black and gray or the blue and gray or whatever and the yellow oval it took a long time for that to happen and i i i admit to being completely shell-shocked that that was what his costume looked like in batman versus superman and even mm-hmm. more shocked that you know they're continuing that robert pattinson's costume is black and gray you know mm-hmm. um i i'm like blown away by that i was like wow that's uh I can't believe they're still doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And, and, exactly. And no offense to, you know, the other films, because I love, love those costumes. Like the Keaton costume mm-hmm. in 89, that's my favorite Batman suit uh, anywhere. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's just like, man, it's it's like, it's, oh man, like how would it look if they actually did the black and gray? But it's like, the, we had to get to that. Just like with Wolverine, I'm sure that when they're all introduced into the MCU sometime in the near future, I, I assume within the next five years, um, assuming, you know, coronavirus doesn't kill us all by then. <laughs> um, yes, yes, exactly. I, I think that Wolverine will probably wear a costume like, you know, like from the comic books. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that stuff's always changing anyway. You know, Wolverine was in, I don't know, he's had several different costumes. There's, I think that the one that makes me yeah. laugh the most is he had the one that looked like a cat face. You know what I'm talking about? He has all the whiskers on the mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, that thing was like kind of close to his original one, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I just remember seeing that, like seeing pictures of that, and going, "What the hell were they thinking when they were like drawing this? <laughs> <laughs> it just looks silly." <laughs> um, but you know, I think the other thing I think about with X Men that's really funny is that for as comic book accurate as the, the characters and the um, and the story and the situations, the heart of it is that it's actually, technically speaking, like one of, when you think about the actual comic book stories, it's one of the least accurate to <laughs> the comic books, um, which is actually, which really makes me laugh um, because it's like, well, you know, the, the original X-Men were totally different. Like 
Storm didn't join until years and years later. Um, but even Wolverine is, uh, he, he joined the same time as, uh, as Storm, I think. You know, that was like in the 70s when, in the 70s or 80s, right? When Chris Claremont took over, I think he's the one that introduced him. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. Um, and because it was like, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, because it's them popping out of the, out of the cover it's it's Wolverine, Storm, Colossus, and Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and I think Kitty Pride, maybe one or two others. I'm forgetting, um, but you know, but that but that goes to show X Men was very was diverse even back then. You know, they weren't afraid mm-hmm. to to be like not only are these characters outcasts because they have powers, they're kind of outcasts because you know we have you know we have a Russian you know we have someone. You know, we have someone who's black, you know, we have someone who's Jewish, you know, we have Wolverine who's Canadian. I think a lot of people forget that, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. not, that, not that Canadians are necessarily discriminated against, but <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, he's very atypical for usually, Canadian. <laughs> Canadians are usually like, like I, I've never heard a bad stereotype about Canadians or whatever. It's like always been like, oh, they apologize so much. I'm like. <laughs> Is that is that a bad thing? That, <laughs> it's like is that it? That's the worst thing you can say about Canadians is like they say a at the end of their sentence and then they apologize. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, but that is the funny thing about that is how true that stereotype is because I remember working at a store one time, and mm-hmm. uh, a Canadian came in and their credit card wasn't working, and I was like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry, your your card's not working, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry that my card's not working, and I was like, it's. And I just started laughing. I was like, it's not your fault at all. It's our machine because it's brand new. <laughs> just, but they but they were all like, I'll take the blame. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so like that, that's the worst thing you hear about a Canadian. <laughs> I think they're doing pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, the another, uh, you, know, going, you know, going back to the movie itself, um, you know, like we were talking about before we were recording, like how uh how tame that movie is by today's standards there's there's actually very little action in it um yep it's uh yep. it's very uh you know and also very low stakes whereas like nowadays movies if they don't end with the world ending then it's not a blockbuster movie whereas like this was just you know an isolated incident in their third act mm-hmm. you know mhm which which I think that works out really well for them, you know. Yeah. Um, especially like not not having a lot of action means like okay, it's it's um you have more time to build the characters and stuff like that. You're not just throwing stuff at the screen. It's like okay, you're taking time with these characters and you're fleshing them out so that when they are in a crisis situation, you care about what's going on. Yes. You know, there's, there's a lot of movies that tend to not do that today is where it's just like, they kind of, it's just action, action, action. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right, you, you don't have time to sit down and actually have a moment, you know, it's yeah. like, that's what I appreciate about that. It's just like, okay, when the action scenes do start, it's like, okay, you, you care about what's going on. You care about these people and you, you generally like, you know, you, there's still tension mm-hmm. in, in that regard. So, Well, it's, uh, in, in, it's interesting watching it because despite the fact that, the, you know, it, 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 you know, they are quote unquote smaller stakes, I'm still just as invested because it's like, you know, I, I care about Rogue and mm-hmm. I, she's, she might die you know, I'm worried about like 
the other X-Men that are trapped in, in the, you know, the Statue of Liberty's head, you know, it's just like, and, you know, Professor Xavier's been knocked out. Uh, it's like, uh-huh. it's like, man, like, this is, you know, this is ramping up the tension in a really good way. Um, and, and it's like, man, I just, I wish more movies would just kind of slow down and do that. You know, I, you know, I, I saw some post, uh, I think it was on crack.com that was like, it showed all these different movies and how they all ended with some sort of beam going into the sky. <laughs> um, you know, it was like, it was yeah. The, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. There were, there were a lot of those people, like we made fun of the trope quite a, quite a few times where it was yeah. like, uh, I think there was like, was it, wasn't there, I feel like there was a movie that actually made fun of that within itself. Was that, I feel, I feel like I saw a movie that actually made fun of that trope within itself when it happened. It was just like, really? A beam in the sky? I, I, so, I think you're uh, right, but I, I don't remember what it was. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's funny thinking about it, like, you know, like, like Avengers, I think Avengers is like the, was the one that did it, you know, they did it first and then everybody else was like, oh, well, that's how we end the movie, right? With a giant beam in the sky and all these monsters start coming through and it's just like, like, I remember when it happened in the, um, in the, the, the 2016 Ghostbusters, I kept thinking like, mm-hmm. why are they doing this though? Like, <laughs> what, yeah, it's like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, my, my thoughts on that movie aside, um, you know, I didn't hate it. I also don't love it, but it's like, you know, what made the original Ghostbusters work kind of the same thing that we're talking about with X-Men is that it, that movie ramped up the tension so that when mm-hmm. it got to that, giant stay puff man you're 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 sold you're like okay this is happening you know <laughs> um, exactly and exactly and and x-men does does the same thing it 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 ramps it up where it's just like okay it's mutants versus mutants and then it's like oh no magneto wants to turn all the humans into mutants oh no it, it doesn't just turn them into mutants it then kills them it's like okay so we gotta stop him and it's just like it's like whoa like this you know you you start from magneto in the concentration camp when he's a boy all the way up to there and you're like i i'm here for this like this this movie built all these characters up you know mm-hmm. exactly exactly and i said like just like you i wish that that more movies would do that you know just like oh, don't worry about the action it's like the action will come the tension will come you mm-hmm. just gotta build build towards it you know and yeah. my my thing is always like you know it's it's the it's it's the jaws it's, just, it's the jaws technique you know because there was like it, that was that whole thing was a build it was a build until you saw the shark for the first time it's like you see the shark for the first time you actually jump yes you know it's just yeah. like and then there was a moment and uh i was like you know I'm, I'm slightly off topic but it's like <laughs> you know there was a moment with the making of that film and I was watching like you know a bunch of behind the scenes stuff about it. They were talking about like how you know remember at the end where the, jar- the shark jumps on the boat and everything. And people were like, everyone, even Peter Benchley was like, "Don't, that's stupid. Don't do that." <laughs> and it's like you take this scene out of context. It's like, yes, that's ridiculous. But if you put it in the context of the whole movie and how it built up, and he said it himself, he's like, "If I've got the audience." They'll go for anything. Yeah. They will go for this, you know. So and it, that's when it worked. I was just like, if you, like I said, take that scene out of context, it's like, what in the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but then you like you put it into the whole buildup of the movie. It's like, oh, and then it's like that's terrifying. That's a more terrifying scene now because you built it up. Yeah. You know. So that's where you know, same thing with the with the X Men. It's like, all right, 
it's like the whole concept of turning everyone in, into mutants and this whole thing. I, even the effects don't really hold up all that much. But even still, it's like, okay, there's this whole thing where that he's about to do at the end, and it's, it builds up to that. Yeah. You know, it's like he doesn't try once, and then it, you know, he tries on a person, and then, you know, he, he unfortunately dies. And even, even then, what I thought was pretty cool was – I Magneto wanted to turn everyone into mutants. He didn't want to kill everyone, right? So he would like, you know, he because he could have just been like, you know, when Storm said, "Look, no, it killed him." He 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 was like, "Are you sure? You you know, are you sure you saw what you saw?" He's like, he was really skeptical about it. Obviously, yeah. You know, she might be saying something to be let go, but it was like, you know, you could tell like he didn't want to kill everyone. He just wanted everyone to kind of like, all right, I don't want to kill you. I just want you to understand what we're going through and you know be you're finally like there's a there's a world of mutants basically yeah. and we're all on one side you know yeah all on the same side i should say yeah yeah, yeah. uh no I, I get what you mean um and that 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 is a really good point because he doesn't say you know because it would have been lazy writing for him to be like i know it kills and i don't care mm-hmm. and it just would have mm-hmm. made him that much more of a, a villain but instead you you still have that sympathy for him where he's just like He's like, look, like, I don't care what you saw. I don't care what's happening. This is what we're doing. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's really like, okay, like, this is, like, this this guy is sticking to his convictions, which we can all admire, but also, like, mm-hmm. you know, be a little freaked out by. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's interesting because I think one of the things that the movie did so, so well was showcasing everybody's powers in really cool ways, too. Mm-hmm. Um like Wolverine's healing powers, um, obviously look, you know, really fantastic. Um, I mean, the effects might be somewhat dated, but you know, uh, but like, you know, I I love all the stuff with Magneto, you know, like the, 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 the balls that are, uh, the ticking, you know, that they're not connected to anything. That's not actually a pendulum. He's doing it himself. It was like, yeah. And I, I, I just one of those things you just never even know. It's like when they when they all dropped, you were just like he was doing that this whole time. Yeah. What yeah. kind of discipline does this man have <laughs> to be doing that this whole time? Have a full conversation, leave the room, and come back, and it's still going. Yeah. I'm like, jeez. Well, like, you know, and, and he makes the bridge when he's walking, and and even when mm-hmm. uh, I remember reading an interview with Brian Singer where he said that he didn't like the idea of of the characters just arbitrarily like flying around and uh and and you know and that's whatever but i kind of i kind of agree with him when it comes to the x-men it doesn't make sense for storm to just be flying but it does make sense for her to be controlling the wind and that's what lifts her it makes it makes sense for magneto like he can just magnetically attract himself to different parts of the statue um and you know and again like the effects are whatever but it still it still does kind of look cool when you're like oh man like so it's it's not that he flies, it's that he can do that. And and it's just like it's little things like that where you're just like, man, like they really showcase their powers in really mm-hmm. unique and cool ways. Whereas like the cartoon yeah. like Magneto would like uh, m- magnetically move stuff and there was all the, the red circles around him and everything. <laughs> right, um, right. And like Storm, you know, had like lightning coming out of her fingers and stuff and you know it's all well and good for like a cartoon but like in a in the movie it's cooler that to show like no she's like make she's controlling the clouds she's starting a lightning storm you know um and it's really like uh and i just i just like rewatching it going man like 
this movie does a really good job of just showcasing how cool all their powers are, you know, it's like, geez, like, yes, like, you know, <laughs> like, this is like really kind of fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, another, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, so I was going to, uh, like, you were mentioning characters, we were mentioning powers. Uh, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room here because there's been a, there's been kind of a split with this character as far as I'm seeing, as far as I've seen. Uh, but what do you, what are your thoughts on the character of Rogue and how she was, uh, how she was portrayed. Um, I, I will say for this first movie, if it's like her quote unquote X-Men origins film, mm-hmm. I, I thought mm-hmm. it was good because I like the idea that she can't have the human contact, you know, mm-hmm. that like we, we all, we all kind of need that, you know, how many of us just, sometimes we just need a hug, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, <laughs> yes. But it's like, I, I didn't like, so in this movie, I didn't mind it. I did mind it when it came to the other films and they didn't, I don't know, they they could have showcased her in really cool ways and showed her gaining powers um, like she does in the comics, but they, they just didn't do that. And I think that was, that. so those other movies, that was a disservice to the character. But in this film, it's if it's her first time, I, I don't mind it. Even rewatching it, because I thought about that, I was like, man, like, I, I kind of like the, in the, in the comics, like, even in the cartoon, I was thinking of, her in the cartoon, cartoon being all like, like what you talking about, sugar? You know, just <laughs> really mm-hmm. sassy and everything. You know, and I love that character, but it's just like I was like, okay, so they're if they build her up that way, that's cool. But they didn't do that, you know, for whatever reason, they just I, I don't know. So the the other movies not so much, but the first movie, I think I think was fine. You know, it's like okay, well let's show her as a insecure teenager, and then by movie three she'll be this badass warrior. And that, that's not what right. happened. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, that was yeah. Uh, I, I am very much in that same camp. Uh, when I first saw Rogue, was jarring to me because you know I always seen Rogue in the comics, you know, and then even in the TV series, it was jarring to see like this different side of her. But you know, over time, I grew to understood. You know, throughout the movie, I was like, I grew to understand. It's like, okay, this is she got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, she was just introduced to these powers. And, you know, she's, you know, she's, she's on the run. She's, she's, she's a rogue. So she's, she's on the run. She doesn't want to get close to anybody. She's just kind of using people to get where she needs to get. Mm-hmm. And then she's thrust into, you know, she's thrust into the, uh, the, the school, the school of, uh, for the gifted. And, uh, you know, now she's feels like she's somewhere she belongs, but you know, now she's, there's a boy that's attracted to her and it's like, okay, how's this going to work? How's this going to happen and everything. And so she's, you know, she's struggling. She's, yeah. you know, I, I felt like that was that that was good for her. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, fortunately, she didn't grow into the character that, like you said, we that we that we know from the comics. It's just kind of like, all right, you just kind of that was kind of a disservice. But it was nice to see like some, I guess, sort of a, like a humble origin. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. like okay, maybe he does eventually grow into this confident person and and start. You know, I I was wondering if she was ever going to become a villain, but you know, and you know, because that's how she takes the powers from what's the name, uh, Miss Marvel. But right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They didn't have the rights. You know, Marvel was still kind of up in air with with who had rights to what and stuff like that yeah. back then. So, yeah, An- another so, very, oh. uh, you know, and I, 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 it's funny you mentioned that because I think about that even with the X Men comics now. I'm like, it sort of doesn't make any sense that the mutants are so hated, but the Avengers are loved. I was like, so I, yeah, I, I'd love to see that expanded on as to why in the in the upcoming movies, 
uh, or even in even in the comics now, they still don't really explain that very well. Um, mm-hmm. Like some are okay. Have you ever read uh, Avengers versus X Men? I have not. Uh, I have like, not. Like that that one was really good. Where it it did the ending of it was Captain America going up to, I think I think Cyclops. Um, Cyclops ends up kind of going crazy during it, and he says to mm-hmm. him, he's like. He's like, you know, even with everything that happened, he was like, you're right. We have not done enough for the mutant community, and that's going to change now. And I and I loved that. I was like, okay, like Captain America is is being humble and saying, we screwed up, we can help. Um, and, you know, as much as I love the, the Avengers movies now, and I, I loved Endgame, I, I will admit to, I, I, I'm bummed that we're not going to be able to see Captain America teaming up, you know, Steve Rogers teaming up with Wolverine, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that, those are kind of heartbreaking, you know, that's, 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 that's a little bit of the heartbreak. It's like when, you know, Hugh Jackman retired, it was like, oh man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, you're never going to get that Hulk versus Wolverine movie, even though they're, they're still kind of talking about it, but you know, yeah. it's like, oh man. Well, but, um, you know, but yeah, uh, there was a, there was one thing like I did, kind of wanted to touch to piggyback on is um sure. you know we were ta- you were talking about like how the avengers are loved and the you know the x-men are kind of hated or the you know mutant kind is kind of hated mm-hmm. and there was something like that kind of like i wish they would have expanded upon a bit more especially like in their spin-off series and stuff like that but um the 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 avengers are they're very polarizing and oh, what I've yeah. known, like, oh, yeah, just yeah. that's what I got from Civil War. It's like they're very, very polarizing. It's just like, yes, they help in certain cases, but and even at the, uh, I'm sorry if you hear a child crying. <laughs> um, <laughs> even at the, even at the end of of the Avengers, it's like some people were still not really on board with them. They were just kind of like, yo, there's still all this damage. Yo, who's going to answer for all of this mm-hmm. and everything? So. Uh, there was like they're they were very polarizing. There's something they didn't really expand upon as much. They did it a little bit in Agents of Shield, but um, not not as much as there should have been in the in the film universe. So I mean, I could see where like you know the X Men being kind of shunned, you know the mutant kind being kind of shunned and stuff like. I could kind of see that still working mm-hmm. in the MCU. It's just like. That was a factor that just kind of was, it was always like an, it was always underlying. It kind of underdeveloped in, in a sense in, in terms of their, their storytelling. It was like, that was always kind of there. Like I said, it came to fruition a bit in Civil War, mm-hmm. but they didn't do enough with it and, you know, still haven't really done anything with it since. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's true. That's a good point. Um, and I, I did, I did forget about that, despite the fact that Civil War is in my top five of the MCU movies. Um mm-hmm. But, uh, but regardless, you know, we, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, uh, I, I, I do hope to see more of that as, as the movies continue. It's like, you know, it's like, ah, uh, it's great that we're getting like, like Shang-Chi and the Eternals and stuff and characters that I don't really know, but I'll give a shot to Cause you know, I, the way I always put it is like, you know, 15 years ago, I didn't know who the hell Green Lantern was. Now he's one of my favorite comic book characters, you know, because Jeff Johns's comics and everything, um, right? And same now with like like Star Girl on DC Universe. I wasn't terribly familiar with the Justice Society, but it's like, oh, Jeff Johns is doing this comic, and uh, and, and now he's adapting it into a show. Um, or he did this comic, now he's adapting it into a show, and I'm just like, 
immersed in all of that. Um, so it's like, you know, I'll never say, I'm not going to go see Eternals. I don't care about any of that. It's like, no, no, I'll check it out because like, I, you know, you never know who might become my new favorite character, you know? Um, and, and once upon a time that was X-Men, you know, when I was a kid, um, like, you know, reading, like reading some comics here and there and watching the cartoons and just really, um, like I was always a big Cyclops fan. I was like, man, like I really, I really dig Cyclops. He was my favorite character when I was a kid. I always liked that he had to, <laughs> I, I, you know, you're in the minority there, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I do know. Yeah. <laughs> but he kind of, but he had to be, I always liked that he kind of had to be the grown up in the room. He had to be, he had to be the leader, you know, <laughs> he, he, uh, he had to be the one to be like, all right, guys, like, you know, we need to do this. We need to rally together. And he's dealing with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people that don't, you know, you know, that are hard to wrangle. And I thought he was always good at that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and, and again, like the, the casting in this movie um, is, is, is so well done. Um, you know, it's, it's just so funny, like, like watching it and thinking like, man, like, it's so funny that it was almost do gray Scott as, as Wolverine and I was watching it and I think, and I was thinking wow. like, I, I can't even imagine him in the role, you know? Um, like Hugh Jackman is just, I mean, he owned it for 17 years, you know? <laughs> yep. 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 And everyone, I remember all of like the flack that he, that he was getting because it was just like, you're hiring this Australian singer slash dancer or whatever. And it's just like, you know, and he's tall and he's six foot three yeah. or six foot and stuff like that. And he's like, he's a whole foot tall in a Wolverine. What are you doing? Right. And then that first scene, that very first, well, second scene, second scene is like, okay, you see him in the, the fighting ring or whatever. You're just kind of like, okay, all right, well, there's the Wolverine, whatever. But the yeah. bar scene. Yes. You see the bar scene, you're just like, yep, there he is. That's Wolverine right, well, <laughs> right and, there. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll never forget, you know, um, like when the claws came out, like the, the mm. sound was perfect. It was like, that's yes. that's how I imagine that from the comics, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Because like in the, in the cartoon, it's always like he unsheets them and it's like this like, I don't know, they're always glowing and stuff, you know? Uh, they have, they're always radiating sunlight, even in night nighttime somehow. Um, <laughs> so it always looks kind of cheesy. But, like, in the movie, I just was like, man, that sounds so cool. Uh, yeah. And it, it just, like, and they kept that for all the movies. And, uh, uh-huh. and it's a slightly different sound in uh, Days of Future Past and even the beginning of Origins when it's the bone claws. But but it still works, you know. Um, right, right. That might be the only because, thing. Because, I mean, it's basically metal. When, it, when they come out, it's basically metal rubbing against metal so, yeah. and go back in, yeah. Yeah, so it's like an unsheathing um, kind of sound, and it's it's kind of jarring, but it just us as fans like that, it's cool. And, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's, and I, it's also kind of grotesque in a way because that first time, like, he does – it's like the two on the, the you know the two outside ones come out and then that middle one just slowly comes out you see the skin peel back and everything is like, yes. <laughs> like i can't imagine how that actually feels you know and, and that's you know? and that's such a and that's such a beautiful moment too when she says when they come out does it hurt and he says every time and it's mm-hmm. just like and you think about that with all the movies that came after him just ripping ripping him out and it's just like you know, he's just so like adrenaline high that he probably doesn't even think about it until he has to resheath them or whatever. Um, right. But yeah, but I, um, 
but going back to you know talking about like first like scenes and cool uses of their powers and this might sound silly <laughs> but like one of my favorite moments in the movie is when wolverine's walking around the, the x-men lair and you just hear xavier where are you going and uh i you know when you talked earlier about magneto having all the concentration with all the stuff he's doing i loved uh-huh. that it's revealed that Xavier was just kind of screwing with him a little bit and he was teaching his class at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was, that, that was another one that was just kind of insane. Like the level of discipline and, mm-hmm. and, and just you, 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 like, I mean, yes, they're, 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 they're older characters and they've had more time to hone their skills, but it's just like, mm-hmm. man, the level of patience and and just the amount of time they put into doing that stuff it's it's just insane yeah it's, it's insane i one of the things I, I remember seeing that in the movie theater and just geeking out because it's like for me as a as a fan i knew what was happening but I, I i would love to know what someone who didn't know those characters what they were thinking like oh like is xavier like on an overhead speaker is he in in there somewhere he's in another room or something and it's just like and then you find out like obviously he's in his classroom um but i i think that they sell the you know when we talked about the world building you know the scene right after that they sell that so well because um it's it's all the exposition and now we get to we as the audience who may not be familiar with x-men now we get to see oh okay so this is a school for mutants and there's also there's bad mutants out there blah 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 you know um and you know it and it's a really well done scene because, you know, if, if they had started the movie that way, it would have been kind of boring, but to kind of mm-hmm. throw us into the world and then we slowly build up to it and we get to learn with Wolverine, it, uh, it really, it really sells it, uh, much better than I think if we had just, if there was a lot of it in the, the first part of the movie, you know what I mean? Still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you now. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, did you hear what I said about the exposition? Uh, I heard when you were you were starting it, and then you cut off. Oh, jeez. This episode's going to suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, um, no uh, I was saying how it, 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 when we talked before about the world building, it was cool to uh, you know to get thrown into the world, and we don't really quite know what's going along. But then, you know, partway through the movie when we get to learn with Wolverine and it's it's really well done versus like if they had just started the movie that way, it would have been kind of boring and been like, OK, like, yes. you know, the, the, yes. they, the timing of that was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And even acknowledging that some of the like, you know, in the actuality is like, OK, like, I guess us as comic nerds, it's like we see these names, like, oh, these are cool names and everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you know, as somebody who's brand new and fresh to all of this, he's just kind of like, okay, yeah, these are silly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he's just like, you know, Cyclops, Thor, Magneto. And he's like, when he's talking about it, he's like, what's now? Who is Magneto? What's a Magneto? <laughs> yeah. Um, and when he says, he's like, what do they call you, Wheels? <laughs> uh, yeah. Which, which apparently was a. It was an improv by Hugh Jackman, but I think uh, I was like, okay, nice. it, it's a it was a smart way to do it to um, to to 
show that you know like we said it, it, the movie does take itself seriously but it, it's funny to be like okay some of this is a little weird you know um uh just yeah. like kind of like um another example i'm thinking of is uh in spider-man 3 when after he first fights the sandman he he just kind of takes off his mask and he's like where do these guys keep coming from? You know, um, so it's like you know we, we we get that we get that moment where the characters get to acknowledge this is a little strange, um, yeah. and uh, you know the and you know the less said about Spider Man three probably the better, uh, but <laughs> but I do like that line. I thought that was funny, um, mm-hmm. and uh, but you know I, I, this film you know in my mind it's still. It still holds up really well, but the interesting thing about it, again, like rewatching, and it was like, especially compared to like modern films, I was like, you know, not a whole lot happens in the movie. It's a lot of it's a lot of world building, a lot of character building. Um, uh-huh. It doesn't necessarily feel like it's setting up sequels, but it does leave the door open. Like, okay, so if that had been the only X Men movie, it would have been a great one, but. Right, but they left it so that it's like okay, we're gonna go forward, and now that we know these characters, we can jump into the the you know part two and three and you know into the days of future past, if you will. <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. But um, yeah, it's and it's so in rewatching, I was like, man, that's and again, that's another rare thing where it's like, well, let's you know, well, we have to have like the scene at the end where Magneto escapes prison or something like that. It's like no, let's. You know, it's it's better not to do that because we can do that in part two or we can have a different character in part two. Um, and uh-huh. my personal hope is that when the MCU does adapt uh, X-Men, that they kind of leave Magneto alone for a while. You know, it's like we've seen 10 yeah. movies with him as the villain. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah, that, that's, that's true. Let's, that's... let's see, uh, you know, let's see Mr. Sinister. Let's see... You know, uh-huh. a, maybe a better version of Apocalypse. We don't need another Dark Phoenix, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, yes, you know, like, it, it, two times was enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, you know, we, you know, getting to see the the Sentinels, you know, um, in, in Days of Future Past was so exciting because I'm like, man, like, I've been waiting for this for years. Like, the, uh-huh. the, they're my, my favorite X-Men antagonists. Because it's like the ultimate hatred of of mutants personified in a way, you know, you know what I mean, um, mm-hmm. and and I loved that, and I loved how they were done in in that movie, and um, and obviously in the comics, and it was so uh, interesting. In the there's like, a, have you ever actually seen the Rogue cut of X Men: Days of Future Past? Yes. Yeah. It, yes. That that story made so much more sense because it was like. Oh, the Sentinels are stealing Rogue's powers. That's how they have all the power. I'm like, I'm like, well, they should have kept that in the movie because it, it makes exactly. so much more sense. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because yeah. like before, it was just like they were just like, oh, Mystique was the key. And I'm like, how? Yeah, she just <laughs> she looks can, like them. <laughs> she can look like other people, but she yeah. can't mimic their powers. Yeah. So it's like. I didn't. Yeah, I even said that when I did the review of it. I was just like, "This doesn't make any sense." Yeah, whatever. And then someone actually told me, "He's like, you really need to check out the road cut. It, it it does solve a lot of issues." And I was like, "Okay, that was one of the ones that they solved." So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I I look back on that. And I'm like, man, that that would have solved that 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 would have made much more sense. Because I remember thinking that like, as much as I love this movie, that doesn't really make any sense. But then again, uh-huh. you know, a lot of great movies have 
super plot holes. <laughs> um, That's true. And whether we're willing to admit it or not, um, you know. Oh, well, uh, Mike, this has been this has been so much fun. You know, talking about all this, and it's it's so great that we sure. can we can still you know you know you know we were talking a little bit before it's like with everything going on in the world it's like you know like america's kind of almost literally on fire right now it's 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 nice to know that we have our escapism but it's not just escapism as much as it is just it's holding up a mirror and saying like look this is this is what's happening in the world we're going to show you in a in a fantasy setting but it's still like so we can watch it and appreciate it and love it and then afterwards go Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like yes, <laughs> exactly. It was funny. I was I was talking to my friend Hakeem about the very same thing. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like stuff that goes on in X Men, stuff that goes on with Batman. You know, we we're talking about like the uh, the Mister Freeze episode. You know, where like oh, yeah. you know, it, it's just like Mister Freeze was trying to kill this guy because of what he did to Nora and like all of his re- and what he did to him and everything. And it was like this made Freeze such as because you know Freeze was like the wise Kraken. You know, he was basically Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You know, for the for the longest time, and then you get this really really deep story, and it's like you know you you, you really sympathize with them, and it's kind of like it's one of those things. Like in that situation, in Batman's shoes, it's kind of like. Do I really want to stop him from doing what he's doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's like you have to maintain that code and and just you know be above, rise above that. You know, rise above everything. It's like, yeah, this you're still messed up, but you know, I can't just let you kill people. You know, I can't just, I still have to, you know, I I still have to stop crying. I have to maintain that code and and be above that, even when it's really really hard. Yeah, so hundred percent. Um you know, very well said, my friend, as always, um, which I know I said, I said earlier before we were recording, I was like, you said it way better than I could. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but thanks, thanks so much, man. You know, we'll definitely, you know, we'll, you know, I mean, we, you know, we keep in touch anyway, we'll get you back for another episode soon. Cause it's always fun talking to you and having your expert geek advice out there. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, I appreciate you having me always, man. It's always fun. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, and, and, you know, folks, to all of you out there, we're going to, we'll leave you with, uh, with the words of Charles Xavier, you know, what are you looking for, Charles? We're looking for hope. Keep looking for that hope, my yep. friends. And we will see you soon. Thanks again. And schnick. That's the Wolverine claw sound. I should have just left with the hope thing. I ruined the whole damn thing.